Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. Before we start the show, big shout out to ABF Creative. I know you've seen the announcement. Uh, They're hosting uh, this podcast. Uh, I signed a multi-dollar deal for the Dollinaires with ABF Creative. They've been great. The, The new intro, the artwork, that's all of them. And I appreciate everyone that had listened to the Robe Talk podcast because that's how I got on their radar. Um, They're black-owned, 100% black-owned. They're in the business of giving people the opportunity uh, to speak about our issues and how we're feeling about things in society. So once again, thank you to all the listeners who made this possible and thank them uh, for believing in me to want me to be on their platform. So I just wanted to make sure I got that out there. Make sure you tell all your friends to go check out the podcast, and I keep that same energy. It's on all of the, the platforms now. So getting into the opening bell, NBA Finals are starting. Wasn't quite the matchup that you probably thought at the beginning of the season, but this obviously is not a, 2020 was not a normal year. I'm sure a lot of people did have the Lakers in the finals. Uh, not a lot of people had the uh, Jimmy Butler, Big Face Coffee, Miami Heat, in the finals, I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, Lakers in five, Lakers in five. But I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Because sometimes it's all about momentum. Remember the, remember when the Heat came in and they, they, they played the Mavericks? The Mavericks didn't have as much individual talent, but they were playing as a team at a higher level, better chemistry. And they, they took down, you know, the Heatles was a terrible name. Like, remember they were the, the Heatles? That, that's just, that was a bad name. I always said they should have been the South Beach NWO. Because LeBron going from the Cavs to the Heat was like Hogan, you know, going from face to heel and starting the NWO. They should have been, I don't know what the 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 logistics would have been with the WWE, but they, they should have been the South Beach NWO. And then when they when they came out, like when they came out, like they they did the introduction to shave it down, 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 down. Once again, I don't know what the well. I guess that would have been more. Well, the WWE bought WCW. I don't know who got the rights and all of that stuff, but it's down, 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 down. Starting that forward, LeBron James. Down, 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 down. Tell me that wouldn't have been dope. There's a YouTube video, if you go look, and it has a mashup of the Heat version of the NWO, NWO and, you know, the actual WCW with Hogan and Bischoff and Hall and Nash. You should go check it out. It's really good. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh, prediction? 
I'm going with the Heat in seven. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I always tell you, you know, predictions, are, we don't know anything. We're just all guessing. They're, they're, you're no more smarter in guessing the winner of a series than, you know, Woj or any of those other, you know, guys, Shams, all of that other stuff. We're all just guessing. We may be right. We may be wrong. I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. But I, I got the heat in seven just based off of the momentum. And I will tell you this. If the Lakers were to lose, you thought what happened to the Clippers on social media was bad. Yeah. Don't, trust me. Those tweets, those memes are in the drafts already. They are in the drafts already trust me big trust and they are ready to go I mean, that's just what it is when you're one of those type of teams once you become like a lakers a clippers or a warriors you know hell even a sixers you know in the nba like they're gonna come and, and here's the thing the, the farther that you get then when you lose the worse it becomes you know what I mean? Like, you lose in the first round, you get some slander. But it's not the same as losing in the finals. Oh, man, those tweets are in the draft. Not the Lakers win, it's just the Lakers win. I don't think nobody is going to give the Heat a hard time because nobody expected them to be there in the first place. Uh, NFL, uh, you saw what happened. At the, I, I, I didn't know if the Rona was going to hit the NFL. It never really hit the, the NBA because they were all in the bubble. Right? But... With the NFL, they're not in a bubble. So, you know, they have to take precautions and, and stuff like that. And it, it just seemed like it was a matter of time before it hit. And it hit the Titans, my wife's favorite team, the Tennessee Titans. They're a little lax in, in Tennessee. And that's a that's a Trump state, right? I'm pretty sure that's a Trump state. There's a lot of probably Trump flags and all that stuff going on. So it hit the Titans, and they didn't forfeit. A lot of people thought they made that to forfeit the game. But they had to, they're, they're going to reschedule it. And we'll see what, you know, they'll try to get it in Monday and Tuesday. But if it's a full outbreak, it ain't nothing they can do. Ain't nothing they can do. The Rona Titans. Look, if you want to, you know, this is always a possibility. Now, what I always told you guys was it didn't matter if 10 people got a run. They, the NFL is going to figure out a way to play. So it wasn't like, oh, we're going to do this. No, nah, we're going to play. We're just going to give it a couple of extra. We just play on Tuesday. No biggie. Now, the question is, if you play on Tuesday, you know, you got to come right back on Sunday and play. I mean, that's that's a competitive advantage for the next opponent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you get a couple of more days before you have to play now. But then the next week, you know, you're dealing with like five days. Like, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. But, you know, I knew the NFL come hell or high water uh, is going to play regardless of the Rona. And I tell you right now, if, if if especially if Trump wins the election, and yeah, we're gonna talk about the election a little later. But if Trump wins the election, I guarantee they're gonna have to they're gonna try to have like eighty thousand people at the Super Bowl down in Tampa. I won't I won't be one of them. I'll be like Magic Johnson. They'd be like, Hey Rob, uh, what do you think about when you when you, when you going down to Tampa for the Super Bowl? And I'll be shaking my head like I won't be there. I don't know. I don't know. I won't be here. So just keep a keep a lookout on that. Um, other stuff in the NFL that's going on is the Falcons. I, I'm surprised that by the by the you know by the time I'm recording this, I figured they would have fired everybody off the Falcons by now, every single person. But they haven't fired anybody. They haven't fired nobody. 
I would have thought that they would have fired everybody by now. I mean, maybe they just consider it like a lost season and ain't no need to change. Just, you know, take your take your L's and keep moving. In every other in every other game, if a team is up like 12 or 14 with like four minutes to go, all the announcers are talking about next week. They talk about what they're getting ready to do after the game, where they're going to dinner. They all start rambling about other stuff because the they know the game's over. But with the with the Falcons, everybody's like, well, let's just wait. Let's just wait. Like, it seems like the clock moves slower <laughs> for the Falcons. Like, just run the ball. There used to be, I don't, I don't know if this guy's still alive. I really don't. But he used to do a column on ESPN. I can't remember his name, but he was an old guy. And it was called, like, Tuesday Morning Quarterback. And it used to be on ESPN.com and on Page 2. They used to have a little thing called Page 2, like they have ESPN 2. They used to have a thing called Page 2. That was their more their salacious uh, stories. Uh, that's where Bill Simmons and Jamel Hill kind of started off writing on Page 2. But he had he had a thing called Tuesday uh, Morning Quarterback. And on, on each, uh, each Tuesday when he would do his column, he would always have a list of time management stuff that that if the team would have just ran the ball, they would have won. If they had just ran the ball straight, like, you know, just mathematically speaking, the other team wouldn't have had enough time to make the comeback. Like, not 100%, but, like, a, the percent was very high because, you know, you can always throw a Hail Mary or, you know, get an onside kick and all of that stuff. But... More or less, it was like if you just ran the ball each time when you were up by a certain amount of points at a certain amount of time, three times, right? It doesn't matter if you got one yard or negative yards or nothing. The chances of the team coming back was substantially lower than you, you know, throwing the ball on third and six and incompleting it and allowing them to keep a timeout. There was one part where the Falcons had the ball. I think it was four minutes to go, and they threw like three passes <laughs> And like eleven seconds went off the clock. Like that's just that's just not smart. That that's just not smart. Um, the Ravens need to call Antonio Brown. I know, I know, I know, I know. The Ravens need to call Antonio Brown. They need a B. They do. I mean, they they have the type of team that can win a Super Bowl. I, I don't believe that they they don't. Right. The problem, as I see it is they don't have Lamar Jackson, that bailout receiver. They got tight ends, and they got Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, which is, is good for, you know, over-the-top stuff. But you need that guy that on third and six, right, third and eight, that you can count on to run his route so perfectly that he's going to be open, or maybe more importantly, that guy's going to take two or three defenders with him and therefore open it up for other things. Right now, the Ravens can beat the majority of teams in the NFL. The problem with them, you know, and the Chiefs and maybe others is if they get behind, the defense can, you know, pin their ears back. They don't have to worry so much about the running game that takes away the play action, which is what Lamar Jackson is really good at. Uh, takes away the element of surprise when they know he has to pass. Just 
I think that works really pretty much for any quarterback, to be honest with you. It's not a Lamar Jackson thing. When when a, def a defense knows you have to pass, then it's going to be a problem. They need to sign Antonio Brown. They need to sign A.B. I know he can't play for the first eight games, but this is not about the eight games. The, the Ravens are going to be okay. They're going to be 11-5, 12-4. They're going to be in the playoffs. That That's not the issue. The issue is – when you get in the playoffs, if a team gets up on them quick, if they have to deal with the Chiefs again, you got to have that guy. Now, A.B. has stayed out of trouble from, from what I can tell. He's still got stuff going on, and we know that he's still A.B. But they they got to they got to pick up that phone call. And speaking of the Chiefs, Let's get into this what in the blue hell segment. What in the blue hell? I believe in true love. I do. I do. There was a time where I was a bit of a cynic when it came to relationships and things of that nature. But as most of you know now, I am happily married. I have a little girl on the way. I have a very fuzzy dog. <laughs> you know, basically as close to the white picket fence life as a black man could get in 2020 in America, which is not saying a lot. So I do believe in that. I do believe that you can find your one. And I'm not saying like the, the make-believe TV lifetime movie one where, you know, everything is perfect and everything. I just believe that you can find someone that compliments you, make you a better person, make you a better individual. I believe in that. I do. And I hope that everybody finds that person. That person that makes you smile when you wake up every morning and that you're happy to go to bed with every night. I hope everybody finds that. And I hope that Patrick Mahomes has found that. I really, really do. I do. Uh, Mahomie announced after they beat the Ravens that uh, him and his uh, new fiance, Brittany Matthews, are having a baby. First off, congratulations. Having a child is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's, no, it's nothing greater in the world than having a baby. Getting engaged, beautiful thing. Lovely thing. Amazing thing. Obviously, they're going to have a great wedding. I'm just hoping, <laughs> just hoping that down the road, Patrick Mahomes is not like Dr. Dre. That's all I'm saying. I hope it's not true. Because the thing is, you don't know people. You don't know athletes. You don't know their relationships. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Right? You can see things in public and be like, eh, eh. You know, like like it's, it's his fiance seems annoying in, in just in the public you know, the stuff that she posts on social media. You know, the screaming and yelling and doing the finger. You know, she it's a little much. 
It's a little much. But it's not for us to care. If Mahomes likes it, then that's all that matters. If he's happy, that's all that matters. I just don't want the man to end up like Dr. Dre. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying the engagement and the baby came right after the $500 million contract. I'm just saying. Not trying to go OJ on y'all. I'm just, well, not OJ in that regard. You understand what I'm trying to say. OJ like Twitter OJ, not Nicole and, and Ryan Goldman OJ. I, I just, you know, when it, when it, it, it's really, it's not, it's not about money and all of that stuff. It's just about happiness and peace of mind and all of that stuff. I know they've been together forever. I know she's integrated in the family and everything. And look, if he's happy, I've never heard anything to suggest that, you know, he's out there doing wild things. You know what I'm saying? So with, you know, with the, with the IG models or anything like that. So he seems, you know, faithful and all of that stuff. So I'm happy for him. People ask me all the time, I'm happy for him. I just, I just didn't, like I said, I just don't want to end up like Dr. Dre. You know, I don't want, I don't want, you know, five years from now, she says she won't half of the Super Bowl ring. Like Dr. Dre, wife won't half of the chronic. And that goes for, for all of them. Like if I, I, ideally, in my mind, I would tell every athlete to be like Derek Jeter. Give these chicks give these women gift baskets until you're done playing. Find you a, a SI swimsuit model. Lay low, get married, have a bunch of kids, be happy. Get it all out your system. Now, here's the thing. Some athletes don't have it in their system to be, you know, wilding out and all of that stuff and dating Mariah Carey and all. They don't have it in their system. Some do, some don't. Mahomes just may be like, hey, I want to, I, you know, this is what I want. I just don't want her to try to take half of the Super Bowl ring five, ten years from now. You know, a lot of people thought that Mahomes was going to end up like, uh, you know, pull a Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson had one of them public kind of annoying girlfriends. They actually got married. They were married, married. They got divorced before, you know, before he got his big contract. And then he got with Sierra. He seems super happy with Sierra. They got like, what, like three kids now? Baby future too? This is our man always trying to have some kids with Sierra. So he seems he found his his one. And it doesn't matter what your warning was doing before they met you. I, I I know people get on, you know, Russell Wilson for like, look, it don't matter what happened in the past. Right? If that's your one, then that you gotta take them flaws and all. You know, you were married to, you know, to that person, the other person before she took you in. I mean, you got to, you know. I'm just saying. What I would do, like, and, you know, I'm not trying to give any legal advice, but I did stay at a, you know, Holiday Inn Express the other night. Just make sure that prenup's tight. Just make sure it's tight. And if she's in it for the love, then she won't have no problem signing it. I'm not saying leave her destitute if you decide to drop her. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, make sure the prenup, prenup is tight. That, you know, if you got $500 million, you not, like, you know, half. You know, half of it's not gone. That's the problem Dr. Dre's wife going to run into. She's doing all of this stuff, but look, they got a prenup. 
I mean, she's not going to be left destitute, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Dre said, damn, I got, I got chefs making you five meals a day. You took $300,000 out of my account. You got a black card that I'm paying for every single month. So you're not living like, you know, us. <laughs> just make sure just make sure the prenup, prenup is tight. I believe in true love. And I also believe that if you guys like have regular amount of, of money, a prenup is not necessary. You know, if you make 75 and she makes 65, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's that's negligible. But if you make 75 million <laughs> and she makes 75,000, yeah, you might want to get the lawyers to take a look at that. You see what happened with Salt Bay? You see what happened with Salt Bay? Salt Bay opened up a restaurant in Boston and they shut it down. And people thought they shut it down because some girl was twerking in there and then some guy ran up in there. And people, that's this is how this is how social media and Twitter you know, makes a story, turns a story into something that's completely untrue. So when I first saw it, all I saw was that Salt Bay, this was basically, if you just listen to Twitter, Salt Bay, Boston restaurant shut down after boyfriend storms in on girl twerking for Salt Bay, right? <laughs> that, that was the Twitter story. The real story was um, Salt Bay got shut down for, for Rona violations. The girl that was twerking had no affiliation with the guy that ran in. And the guy that ran in was was acting crazy towards another another girl. So it's three actual separate stories. That that's why we that's why you should go to BSO, because I break this stuff down so you, you don't have to. <laughs> so you you don't have to. It's funny, you know, you hear Kanye, we we won't prenup, but then he didn't he didn't do it either. But Kim Kardashian probably has more money than him. Kanye, you know, has a lot of money, but Kim Kardashian would be okay uh, without him. So if you listen to this, Patrick Mahomes, because I know you are, just don't end up like Dr. Dre. Now we got to get into something, sadly, more serious. It's the Injustice League. The Injustice League. So I know you saw the presidential debates last night, Trump and, and Joe Biden. We're in trouble, man. <laughs> we are in trouble. Can you imagine somebody from another country? Now, you're chilling in England, and you decide to flip that on the BBC, US, or whatever. You saw that. We're laughing stock. We are a laughing stock. We really are. It's really sad. Our country's horrible. It is a terrible, terrible country at the moment. It's never been great. But maybe we've been better at hiding it. I don't know. I think it's never been great, but it's never been able to be seen the way it's seen now. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to know like somebody's cheating on you. It's another thing to walk in and see them naked in the bed with another woman or man. That That's what we're seeing right now. It's like, oh, yeah, we know America is not great. But now everybody's walking in right on it and seeing it. And you and I know people say, well, it's Trump. It's Trump. It's Trump. He's he's the 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 cult leader, right? But if the country wasn't trash, 
there wouldn't be a Trump. You understand what I'm saying? Like there wouldn't have been Trump would have been haven't wouldn't have been elected if the country wasn't trash. You, you know what I'm saying? That's why I, I was saying, and, and people got mad at me for saying it. They were like, I was like, the, the, none of this matters. Like none of the 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 political ads, none of the the debates, none of the the tweets, none of the videos, none 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 of that none of that really matters. You know why? Because this is not a election about the issues. This is not about the economy. It's not about climate change. This is not about jobs. This is not about any of that. It's simply about do you like white supremacy or you don't, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Do you like it or do you don't? That's really what it comes, you know, down to. And I had a, somebody on Twitter said, and I was like, you know, if you vote for Trump, you know, you're voting, you know, because you care for white supremacy. And he was like, yeah, or you're rich and you, you know, you want to protect, you know, you want to make more money and you don't want to pay taxes and all of that stuff. But that's part of white supremacy. Don't get me wrong. Black people can take advantage of white supremacy. <laughs> and that, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. If you, if you have a billion dollars, you probably would want Trump to win. If you had a hundred million dollars, you probably would want Trump to win black, white, or otherwise, because the part of white supremacy is keeping the rich in power. They don't particularly have any issues with rich black people. They, their issue is with poor black people. That's who they don't want. They don't want poor black people to get to middle class or upper class. If you already got $100 million in your black, they don't care about that. Nobody cares about that. So I get what, I'm not saying that it doesn't, just because you're, you know, you're black or you're something else, that you won't vote for Trump if it's beneficial for you. What I'm saying is that it's still a vote for white supremacy. You're basically just a black person saying, you know something, I know this is white supremacy, but it doesn't affect me, so click, click, Trump. That's all it is. That, that's all it is. When you hear people say st stuff like the silent majority, which is, a, which is an oxymoron in and of itself, what they're saying is, is, is you really, sometimes you gotta, you hear it, and I don't think people really comprehend what is being said. When someone says the silent majority, what they're really saying is, is that these are people that know what they're doing is wrong, but they're doing it anyway. Because no, no one is silent about supporting cancer or cancer awareness or whatever. You know what I mean? No one says, you know, something. we're the silent majority of the people that support, you know, trying to end cancer. We're the silent majority of the people that are trying to end domestic violence. You're only the silent majority on stuff that you don't want to say out loud. You don't want to say, yes, I'd rather uh, we have an idiot president who believes in white supremacy than any type of equality. That, that's what you're saying. If you vote for Trump, they, they say to Trump, you want to, you know, tell the, the white supremacists to chill. He's like, ah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Why don't we let the white supremacists stand by and see what happens? I might need them. He's not an idiot in that regard. So I can't, I can't, if I condemn 
white supremacists and racists and the KKK. If I say Proud Boys, if I condemn all of them, who's going to vote for me? I need these people to, the one thing he doesn't want is those, those people normally come out and vote. He don't want those people not to come out and vote, the silent majority. That's why also I say don't listen to polls because in a poll, somebody has to tell the truth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my neighbor is MAGA. I'm almost 100% sure. You got one of them blue lives, matter flags in there, the blue line flags in there. You got American flag outside. Now, you don't have a sign that says Trump, you know, pants outside of his house. But I can kind of pick up on it. Now, do you think if we were sitting, if we was taking the trash out, and I said to him, as a black person, hey, man, um, what you think about those presidential debates last night? Do you really think he going to look at me and I, that got this right across the street from me? Right? See him every other day. You really think he's going to look me in the eye and say, you know something? I think Trump is best for this country. <laughs> no, he's not going to say that. He's going to say, I didn't watch or I'm not really political or something. But when that ballot comes, click, click. Trump. Click, click. Trump. Listen, I don't think Biden is the greatest candidate uh, of all time. Um, he did his best. And, but it, it, he's interesting that people want like Trump to the way Trump acts is the way that his voters, his supporters want him to act. They want him to be the bully. He it embodies what they aren't. You know what I mean? Like, the you know, he, he embodies that. They wish that they could be Trump. They wish that they can make a lot of money while not actually being very smart. They wish they can do, you know, grab women by their private parts. They wish they could just flaunt all the rules and everything. They wish when something go on, they could just play golf. Like I was asking my wife today, I'm like, what's Antifa? Because I think that's totally made up. Like I think they just made it up. They're like, we need, we can't, we don't want to go too hard on Black Lives Matter. Let's just make up another organization and say that's who's doing all of the stuff. Like I've never seen anybody with an Antifa shirt on. Like, what is the characteristics of somebody Antifa? They literally just made it up just so they have something opposite of the Proud Boys and the militia groups. If I walked into a protest, I wouldn't be like, hmm, they're Antifa. But if I walked into a protest, I'd be like, yeah, these guys are the racist. I can tell who they are. They got hoods on. They're KKK. I understand. We're doomed, man. I told I told a white person yesterday, I'm like, listen, you may be able to survive another four years of Trump because you're white, but I don't know if we can, just as a whole. Just, I, I just don't know. And here's the thing, it's bad both ways. It's like, if he if he wins, it's, it's bad. Because then all of a sudden, you know, he's every, all the votes are going to be, like, perfect. But if he loses... It's like, is he gonna go? Is he is he really gonna go out in the uh, blaze of glory? Like you don't know, because all yeah, because what what happens? I, I said this too, and people got freaked out about it. What happens when things go left with cult leaders, with Jim Jones or Charles Manson or David Koresh? What happens? Go read about when a cult leader, when things go left, what they do. When it goes left for a dictator, Hitler and all of those, what, see, Mussolini, Castro. See what when it goes left. 
See how they react. You understand what I'm saying? Also, I wanted to get to this as well. Charles Barkley. Listen, Charles, I know I, 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 know I sound irritated because some of this stuff is just, it makes my head hurt. Charles Barkley is entertaining as a basketball um, studio host, okay? The problem with people like Charles Barkley is they're so big and they have such a recognizable name and they have such a big platform that when they say stupid stuff, it gets it gets attached to all black people, right? Charles Barkley went on TV and basically said that Breonna Taylor's life doesn't matter as much as George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. Said that it's different because her boyfriend shot at the cops. And so it should be looked at differently. And then went to say that, you know, um, you know, defunding the police officer was stupid and crap. Now, nobody should be surprised by this because Charles Barkley in the past has blamed Eric Garner uh, for his murder, uh, called the people in, in Ferguson thugs and criminals, have said that black that, that the notion that black people get murdered by, by cops is ridiculous, did the whole black-on-black -black crime thing, said that if we want respect for white people, we have to start acting better. <laughs> so it's not new. And, you know, Shaq co-signed him because Shaq's a cop. He hangs out with cops. The problem is, listen, these people can have whatever opinion they want to have. The problem is, and I don't know if they understand this, is when you say something like that and then Candace Owens co-signs it, Tommy Loren co-signs it, and you're all on Fox News, and they're saying, see, see, the black man, Charles Barkley, said, you know, it was justified. And then you become, you know, that person that's carrying that narrative. I imagine if Charles Barkley's daughter was sleeping and the cops came on a, a no-knock warrant and the man that she was with, fearing for his life, took a warning shot and ballistic showed that he didn't shoot that cop. They, 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 they made that up. And the cops shot his daughter multiple times and didn't render any aid to his daughter for 20 minutes after they shot her. I doubt he would be saying that her life doesn't matter as much as other people's life. I doubt that. I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that. You know, there's a there's a Malcolm X, you know, quote or video that floats around about being careful about letting entertainers uh, be the voices of the oppressed. And I must say, I was disappointed in Kenny Smith and Ernie uh, for not correcting Charles and not stopping him. Like I said, it's, you can have that opinion, but just be very wary, uh, leery of, of who is going to co-op that and go from there. You got to be very, very careful uh, with that. And, and lastly, I want to talk about Robert Kraft. And, you know, he, he got off on his um, Asian spy hand job, blow job thing. And, and it's funny because Robert Kraft works with Meek Mill and others about the criminal justice you know, system and how unfair it is to people that basically doesn't have any money. And he's a perfect example of that because if that was just Robert, you know, James Kraft, if it was Robert Cheese, it was me, Robert Latow, 
but I got caught up in that. I'm not saying I'd have went to jail for 50 years, but I wouldn't have got away scot-free. Now, one can say that if it was just me, the, the, the cops wouldn't have cared as much. Maybe. That's true. But also, if you have a billion dollars, you can make certain things go away. I mean, they had it on tape. And now he has no charges. And where's Roger Goodell on all of this? Because in theory, you could be punished by the NFL even though there's no charges. So what? You know, where's Roger Goodell on this? Because once again, it's on tape. He was arrested. He was doing nefarious things. They did an interview with Robert E. Kraft, and he was talking about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. They didn't mention that, though. They didn't mention that. Now, they have mentioned Michael Vick and his dog convictions, no matter what interview he's doing, but they won't mention that. The lesson is, once again, it all goes back to, to white supremacy. If you have enough money, you have enough influence, you have enough power, you can get away with certain things. You can get around certain things. Remember Becky from, Becky from uh, Full House? She what, She got two months and got to choose where she went to prison at. That's nice. I wish if I commit a crime, I could tell people where I want to stay. It's, 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 those are the people that want Trump in office. Don't get it twisted, which leads me right into my Keep the Same Energy segment. So BSO did a story about the NBA owners giving money to Trump, basically. And when we this whole podcast, Keep That Same Energy, it's about, really it's about hypocrisy, right? <laughs> it's about who's really keeping it real. I hate that phrase, keeping it real, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, who's really legit and who's just kind of posturing and posing and being fake and, and stuff like that? Because... That grinds my gears more than anything else, right? Like the NBA always gets a you know a, a pat on the back for being very progressive in regards to you know social justice, Black Lives Matter, caring what the players have to say, et cetera, et cetera. But then the, the billionaire owners are giving money to the Republican Party and Trump. And if you once again, if you're giving money to the Republican Party and Trump. That money is going to keep the status quo of white supremacy in our country. It's as simple as that. It's not, it's not a complicated situation. If you're giving money to Trump, you're giving money to Republicans, be it in the Senate, the House, the governor, the mayor, the, the sheriff, or whatever, the city councilman, that's all to the DA. That's all to keep the white supremacy in place. And don't get me wrong, I don't think Democrats are that much better. <laughs> but here's the thing, it's like you got to choose one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Like if I got to choose one or the other, I want to treat the one at least as done trying to do something. So to me, that's, that's all that's so, that's just so, it's infuriating to be honest with you. Because how can you sit there and put Black Lives Matter on your basketball court and be like, look, look at us. Look at us. We put Black Lives Matter on the basketball court. We love those black lives. Look at them. We let them put freedom on the back of their jerseys. They have freedom on the back of their jerseys. But here's $100,000 to Trump. Math is not adding up. Actually, the math is adding up. They don't care. 
a lot, so much of this stuff is pandering. And I talk about it every week, almost every show. So much of it is just pandering. Like they don't really care. It, I'm, I just never been a person to say that I cared about stuff that I really didn't care about. Like, I can't lie to you. I can't say, you know, that, that that's prevalent on social media, too. People say that they care about certain things. They don't. They really do not. They say, they say they're not going to listen to this person. They're not going to read this person. They're not going to follow... You'll be surprised how many people follow people they say that they hate. They say that they hate. Go to, you know, say Jason Whitlock's page. You know, I can show you all the people that you follow that follow him. You'll be surprised. Go to Trump's page. Go to Tommy Loren's page. Candace Owens' page. Tucker Carlson, whoever. You'll be like, man, these are people that I follow that follow these people. Why would you follow somebody that you don't like? People are fake. It's not real. And so the NBA, you know, yeah, they do some things better than the NFL and MLB. But the fact of the matter is the owners are still majority giving money to the Republican Party, which in turn is trying to keep Trump in office. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the math, but like I said, the math is not adding up, but it is adding up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's what's in front of your face you don't want to see. It's like the NFL doing all of this stuff. All of this in racism. It takes all of us. Roger Goodell doing hostage videos, you know, from his basement. But nobody calls Colin Kaepernick. Nobody calls Eric Reed. Like, the, the simplest thing that they could do to show that they really mean what they say they don't do. It's like Trump. You, don't, you say you're not a racist, Right? To say, I, you know, I don't believe in white supremacy. I think, you know, that's a bad thing. I think hate groups against black people are a bad thing. It's the easiest thing to do. He can't do it. The NFL, all they have to do, listen, nobody said Colin Kaepernick was going to turn into Patrick Mahomes. Or I shouldn't say turn into, but it was going to be Patrick Mahomes at this stage of his career. Nobody's saying that. But you can't tell me that the Denver Broncos, who started Jeff Driscoll, and now is going to start uh, some uh, nephew of Mark Rippon, and who have Blake Bortles, couldn't be better with Colin Kaepernick. You can't tell me if you look at the backups around the league. You telling me? Tell tell me? Ask me this? Or oh, ask me this? <laughs> Riddle me this. Who do you think the Saints would be more, more dangerous with? Taysom Hill or Colin Kaepernick as a backup to Drew Brees? Now, Taysom Hill got $21 million to fumble the ball and play 20% of the plays. You see what I'm saying? Like, just see what's in front of you. They're not keeping that same energy. A, a Christian GoFundMe site got $500,000 for Kyle Rittenhouse. It's a high school dropout. He's a bum. He's a loser. Trump always talks about losers. This is a true life loser. 
It's a 17-year-old college dropout. Hits women. Obviously got some self-esteem issues. Anti-social. He's a bum. He's a loser. The only thing that makes him feel good is taking his AR-15, you know, but he's a punk. So he has to be surrounded by other losers. They go across state lines. They murder people. And people, they call him a patriot. <laughs> they give him a half a million dollars. A half a million dollars. You know what a half a million dollars could do for so many more worthy people? Now, these are Christians. Now, I'm not just making this up. This is a Christian website. So these are a quarter of Christians. They don't came up with a half million dollars for a man that murdered two people. Went across state lines to do it. He's 17 years old. Even, even if he got off on the, the, the murder charge, he still should be in jail for having illegal firearms and going across state lines. $500,000. You know how many people can use a half million dollars right now in a damn pandemic? This is this is this is what where we are. That that's not the same energy, but I always knew that was going to happen because I remember when stuff happened with Trayvon Martin. George Zimmerman had three four hundred thousand dollars in his GoFundMe, and Trayvon had a hundred thousand. Same thing with Michael Brown. The cop that shot Michael Brown got a million bucks for various things. Say, I should I don't need to be a a cop anymore. I got a million dollars for killing this black boy. Murdering black people, Black Lives Matter, is a business. It's a business. Think, here's the thing. People make, you don't think people make money off of murder? How much money do you think people have made off OJ? It's, it's crazy to me that ESPN, I think they got an Oscar or an Emmy or something for the the little the the documentary series they did about OJ. They got up there and it's thank you, Nicole. Well, Nicole's dead. So was Ron Goldman. So enjoy your Grammy or whatever the hell you got. Enjoy your Emmy. Enjoy your Oscar. You see people, you see all the shows about Aaron Hernandez? Wait till the Aaron Hernandez movie come out in five years. And somebody get an Oscar for that. They get off on murder. This is ridiculous, man. Then you got Dabo Luther King, Dabo Sweeney. A cop calls Dabo Sweeney on his radio show. I just want to set this up for you. This is so, this is, it, it, it's on brand for Dabo. But it's just like, nobody is like really, really talking about it the way they should. A cop. Calls Dabo Luther King on, on his radio show and says, hey, Dabo, I'm a cop. I'm in law enforcement. Now, he could have been a, you know, for all we know, he could be a security guard. But let's just assume that he's a real cop. Says, I'm in law enforcement. And Black Lives Matter is a hate group. And I don't want you to have your kids or your players put that signage on their jersey or their helmets or T-shirts or whatever it is. Because they're a hate group. Now, Dabo Sweeney coaches a lot of 20-something black men who at any time, at any time of day, any location, for the, just being at the wrong place at the wrong time, could be murdered by a cop. A cop that's on his phone right now telling him that 
Black Lives Matter is a hate group. This is a law enforcement person. That means that this person already thinks that Black Lives Matter is 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 a problem. You see what I'm saying? They already think it's a problem. They already have preconceived notions about black people and stereotyping black people. So if this cop runs up on a black person, obviously he's going to have different feelings than if he runs up on a white person. That's blatantly obvious by the call and the comments that he's making. Dabo Luther King says, you know something? I have a brother that's a cop or some family member that's a cop. I understand what you're saying. We just got to listen to both sides. There is no both sides of racism. I don't, I don't, when people say, when people say you're the problem because you don't speak out or you, you speak out about white supremacy and, and, and people that are against Black Lives Matter, they don't understand, there is no other side of that. There is no other side of that. If I went outside and shot somebody, there wouldn't be another side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there wouldn't be a debate. It's, it's, racism is not a debate. Now, you don't debate like, hey, um, you know, cancer's bad. Nobody debates 9-11. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody says, well, you know, uh, <laughs> we got to listen to both sides. Let's listen to what the, the terrorists said. Nobody says that. It's only when it has to do with racism that we have to listen. What other side is it? That's why I always try, what's your other side? What is it? People say, well, well, black lives riot and they burn down buildings and they do this and they do that. I always tell them, like, how did it start, though? Like, what what was the start of it? Not the finish. What was the start? And it, they look at me, they look at me crazy. Like, what do you mean? What's the start? What do you mean? What's the start? Like, what start? How did it get to that point? What caused that to happen? The, you know, there's things called cause and effect, Right. You do one thing, it has a different effect, right? You know what I'm saying? You stub your toe, you say, ow. That's the cause, that's an effect, right? You hit your brakes, the car stops. Cause and effect, right? I don't think, well, I know white people understand what's happening, but for, for this argument, let's just say this. They don't seem to understand that there's a cause and effect for certain things. Like, if... Black people were just out there, and not, it's not just black people. I mean, there are other people out there besides black people when this stuff happens. was like, you know something? Today, we're going to burn down a Target. <laughs> we're going to burn down Walmart. We're going to burn down Susie Q cookies. Then, yeah, I would say, hey, that Black Lives Matter, man, they, they, they're dangerous. They are just randomly burning down Targets. I like to go to Target. I like to go to Walmart. I like to go to Susie Q cookies. They have good chocolate chips. I'll, I'll be right there with them. Cause and effect, though, right? Well, what's the cause? Well, the cause is 100% of the time, somebody doing something to black people that they shouldn't have done. So, yeah, black people see a guy caught with his knee on his neck for 10 minutes and the guy screaming for his mother and saying he can't breathe. That's going to cause a reaction. If it, if you. If that didn't happen, there wouldn't be a reaction. There's a difference between I just walk up and punch you as opposed to you swinging at me and me knocking you out after you miss. People don't get that. Hey, out there rioting. Nope. There's never been a riot that I can remember that included black people in it that wasn't because of something that white people had done to us. 
You do you? You know, I, 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 you know, when I watched when I was in elementary school and I was watching my civil rights documentaries, uh, we wasn't the one with the hoses. We weren't the one with the dogs. And let's think about this cause and effect the opposite way. I want you to think about it like this. Think about it like this. Black people get shot in the back by the cops. We're discriminated against. We're, we're, they send dogs at us. They, they point water hoses at us. They beat us. They whip us. And we fight. We try to fight back. White people are asked to put on a mask. And they lose their effing mind. <laughs> just think just think about that. Think about what actually has to happen to get black people to react. We tell white people, hey, could you give you know each other six feet of distance so we can stop a plague from happening on our country? And they lose their mind. They storm the damn thing with the Call of Duty gear. We tell black people, hey, um, we just like to drink from the same water fountain. They lose their freaking mind. Hey, we would just like to, you know, if we're if there's an open seat in the front of the bus, we would prefer just to get that instead of having to stand. They lose their freaking mind. Go look. There's was a six, seven-year-old kid in the 60s trying to go to school. Black kid going to like a school. Just look at the picture. Look at the anger. Black people, you know something? You just like a ham sandwich at lunch. That's all. Go look at the pictures. Go look at the videos. That's what they react to. They react to us just wanting normal, regular things. Just normal, normal, regular things. We say, hey, you know, we just would like to stop the police brutality. They say Chicago. That's how they react to what we want. Normal stuff, regular stuff. We react to violent stuff. <laughs> it takes a lot to make a black person react. For most of all, we just chilling. We don't want to be bothered. We just want equality. We don't want anything extra. But uh, the United States of America is not very united, and they're definitely not keeping that same energy. Be sure to check out the website, blacksportsonline.com. Register for my email list for all the new updates. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSOTV, and much appreciation to my podcast partners at ABF Creative for all their hard work in making this weekly podcast a success. I'm out.